Happy this call is being recorded. I'll be giving praise to the Lamb of God. From the moment man first is obeyed the Father, we were then held captive by our sins. The law of God demanded a sacrifice, restoring to himself his honor guide. Through the Lamb, his only Son was sweetly offered. I thought mine for our sins forever made. He, innocent and holy, still God and God only. Good ransom and redeem us back again. Hallelujah, praise the Lamb. Hallelujah, praise the Lamb. My heart sings. His praise again. Hallelujah. Yeah, praise the light. So to the cause they carry him with all our guilt and all our sin. The Lamb of God was slain for our transgression. And on the cross, those nail pierced hands reach up to God and down to man. And just as if I had never seen, He took me in His arms. Embracing me, He willingly forgave. All mercy, grace, and love that knows. No bound, though guilty and condemned, I now am free. Forever I'm forgiven to Christ, for Christ the Lord is risen, and risen with him we shall wander be. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, praise the Lamb. Hallelujah, praise the Lamb. My heart sings His praise again. Hallelujah, praise the Lamb. Hallelujah. Yeah, praise the Lamb. Hallelujah. Yeah, praise the Lamb. My heart sings His praise again. Hallelujah. Yeah, praise the Locked. The Lord, God be the glory. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lamb. Thank you, Sister Joseph, for that powerful Conference song. Unlocked. We want to give God praise for that song. We give God praise. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We're truly blessed. At this time, we're going to welcome Brother Patrick, and I'm looking at the time here, brothers and sisters, because we want to hear from him. We know he has a message from the Lord for us tonight, and I am especially know that I am truly blessed when I hear the message from God. 
So at this time, we want to welcome Brother Patrick. We'll give him a few minutes, a few, a few seconds. Happy Sabbath, Brother Patrick, and welcome to the prayer line. Hello. Happy okay. Happy Sabbath. Yes, thank you, thank you. Okay, praise God. God is awesome. Thank yeah. you, Sister Alicia. And that was a powerful rendition, Sister Joseph. Praise the Lord, woman of God. We just want to praise the Lord and just want to say thanks again for all the testimonies and all the prayers that has been ascended. For us and for families and friends, we are so grateful. And uh, just before I open the word, just want to let you know that um, um, the, the all-night prayer is coming up December 31st. We always have people coming from different countries, and it's a powerful event that we talk about. Um, and this is actually going to be the ninth year in a row that this has done we call it the genesis and it's very powerful we um live stream from all over the world you can watch it and it's very very powerful hearing the testimonies we hope we can have brother rice here we hope we can have um sister arlene with jonathan we, we hope we can have many <laughs> people coming down to share how God has been so good. And I heard Sister Arlene spoke about the Sabbath. And I've done several sermons on the Sabbath and the deepness of the Sabbath. And one thing we learn by working with a lot of Haitian, they can tell you that when a voodoo priest become a Christian and the Lord intersect and call them, they all become Adventists because they cannot touch the people that keep the Sabbath. There's a special covering, because you see, the Sabbath is when we praise the Creator. No wonder the Lord says, in six days have I done all the work and labor, but on the seventh day, He said, I rested. God is not tired. It's an example to show us that He rested. He deserves our praise. Is the creative power at work. And he rested on the Sabbath. And not only that, he blessed it. He hallowed it. He sanctified. And you can go to look which day is the Sabbath. You can't be wrong when you go into the Word. The Sabbath is the seventh day, Saturday, Sabbath. So I've done a few sermons on that. But the right way you can do it is just pray and ask God to show you. And God will just reveal it. That's the powerful God we serve and worship. What a powerful God. We just want to welcome our UK callers from UK. We have a lot of people from UK who's always um, staying up late to come on, you know. Sister um, uh, Sharon and uh, many others. Over there, praise the Lord. So anyway, um, we have an interview tonight. And we always bless. We're going to have an interview and then we're going to go into a deep word. So fasten your seatbelts. Keep praying for us. You know, there's a lot of mission coming up tomorrow. There's a mission next week. You know, we'll be in the U.S. and doing a four-day uh, revival going to be powerful from next week and you know the lord is doing some mighty work so anyway we want to get into the work so i'm going to pray and then i'm going to introduce a woman of god from jamaica and i'm going to interview her about her real life testimony okay let us pray father in heaven great god we are so grateful we're so thankful for your goodness, your mercies towards us. And Lord Jesus Christ, as we come together on your Sabbath, we invite your holy presence right now to be with us and to surround us 
touch every heart that is listening from different countries. All those who are on from Cambridge, from um, Barry, from different areas in Toronto, from Jamaica, from Trinidad, different countries. People have been linked in because we want to come higher for the Lord. I pray right now that your Holy Spirit will be with us and cover us. This is my humble prayer in Jesus Christ's name. I pray. Okay, I'm going to invite a, a woman of God from Jamaica and when she comes on, we're going to talk and you will find out who she is and what her testimony is as I will walk through with her and ask her some questions. And her name is Sister uh, uh, Lilith from uh, the Lilith Church in, in St. Elizabeth down there. Praise God. Sister, could you unmute your phone by pressing star star? Just press star star, Sister Lilith. And we're going to talk to you in Jesus' name. Uh, Praise the uh, Lord. Are you on, sister? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm hearing you. Praise the Lord. We just want to yes, welcome sir. you God to the good. button. We want to welcome you to the line. And you have people listening from all over. People I realize that. I realize Praise that. I would listen for a little time. Praise the Lord. Praise yes, the Lord. Sir. Okay. Yes, sir. I want to ask you first, before we share the testimony about your neighbor, I want to go back to um, when you met us. How did you hear about Button to Christ Ministry? Okay. So some times ago, my son was sick, um, Kiwain, mm-hmm. and I had a friend in, um, over there, um, Winsome. Honis, and okay. I was famous sister about Winsome. All right. Honis, I hope right. she's on. I hope she's on. Somebody yes, can text her if she's not on, Sister Winsome. So we I'm have on, a... Brother Patrick. I'm on. Praise I'm on the, the line. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. We have we have the Littis, um brethren over there in Florida, <laughs> and they're listening. Praise the Lord. And I hope yes, um, all of the sisters are on. Okay. Praise the Lord. So. Yes. So you are saying now, my sister. Yes, sir. And I was there one night. Well, Kuwain was um, always sick and went to the doctor with him. Doctor cannot find his complaint many times. So one night, um, we took Hold on, hold on, sister. Tell us a little bit about his sickness. How old is Kuwain? Kuwain is... Yes, sir. How old? I didn't get it. How old is he? Ten. He's ten. Ten. Okay, so he's ten. Yes, sir. And right. what type of sickness? What was happening to him? Well, I, I, I don't sure what was happening to him, but I know when he took sick, he would like drop on the ground. He was there just passing, for me alone cannot hold him. Two person cannot hold him. He would down there, and you try to restrain him, and he was just his teeth would just you know he was just skinning him teeth, and he was just changing color. I mean, turn black. He was just sweating, and we have to take off him clothes, and we took him to the doctor. The doctor would run tests; they don't find anything, until one day I realized that it's just more than just a sickness because whenever time I prayed. You know, he would, you know, feel better. But I recognize that many times when the sickness come on and him, it would be like when we're going to have worship, he would say, and he would say things like we said, you know, mommy, you know, I want to be, I want to preach someday. And before the word could even finish, he would just on the floor there. I have to just pull everything. I meant most of the time when he took sick, he would be, um, when I'm alone, you know, just me and him alone, right? And honestly, I would just have to pray. So one night when he took sick arms, um, I was on the phone with Sister Winsome, and he said to me, um, you know, I'm going on Brother Patrick um, Button to Christ Ministry tonight. We're going on the um, prayer line, and I would just ask for prayer for Kiwain. And at that time, she 
So she, while she was on the line asking for perfect queuing, she said that you're here and call her or to tell her that I should contact you. And that's when I um, really contact you there. And, oh. Could you explain what happened when we prayed together? What happened? And what time it was, what date was? It was, I don't remember the date, but I think it was a Sunday night. Sunday night. Yes, it was. Because I remember when you asked me to go and buy the olive oil, it was a Saturday night when I bought it and I called you about the Sunday night. And while we were praying, he was there. Yes, he took sleep that same night. When you called, I think so, right. And he was there. But he was, at the time when I called you, he was there in the pain, not that severe because you prayed before for him. So that night, no, it wasn't that severe, but it was there. And you asked me, you prayed for the olive oil and you asked me to anoint him. And while I was anointing him, he felt asleep. And the morning when he woke up, he said to me, Mommy, I don't feel like I'm sick. I don't feel like I am sick in I'm sick anymore. And from the, then, he didn't cry for any pain anymore. He was just rejoicing. So I'm giving God thanks today, my son. He never complained anymore. So I know that God is in the healing process. He's a miracle-working God. And for people out there, I believe that... Pardon me? Yeah, go ahead. We're listening, yeah? I'm saying persons out there who believe that, well, God is not healing person anymore. I just want to tell you that is not true, right? Because he did it for my son, and he did it for others, and he can do it for you. Just trust in God, believe in him, because I know there is power in his blood, power in his name. Because, you see, whatever you ask in his name, he will he will do it. He will, he will grant it unto us. So all we have to do is just pray for each other and believe in the power of God. He will Amen. do it. Yes, Amen. Sir. And how long ago that was that happened? How long ago was it? I, 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 I don't really remember, but I think it's about some six months ago down the Amen. line there. Yes. And how did that change your life personally, your relationship with God? I tell you, I have a relationship. It get me deeper with Christ. I I I I started to pray more earnestly to God and I be, and I trusted God more and I believe whatever God has done for you and have drawn me closer to him. And I believe that there is power and there is nothing too hard for God, you know? So whatever, I just go to him and I pray and I tell you, he answered. And you know, Bridget, mm-hmm. I tell you tonight, I'm asking for you to pray for me because I really want to be used by God. I really, really want to help somebody like Brother Patrick. When I, when I said mountain move, I really, really mean it. That, you know, mm. mountain will move. I believe that it will move and it will move, you know. So, Amen. Brother Patrick. We heard I, your faith, sister. We heard your faith. Yes, sir. We heard your faith, man. It's powerful. From I met yes. you. I know you love the Lord and the Lord. I delivered. love the Lord so much, you know, and everything I believe whenever this, whenever time I said something to my kids, like, listen, if it's God will, it will, it will happen. And when I'm, when I'm saying to my neighbor, I said, listen, don't just tell God if it's his will, don't tell God to do this and to Tell him if it's his will. Brother Patrick, I said to God, I, I'm looking at job now. Mm-hmm. And I said to God, I don't know if I can manage, but I'm saying I need a job. 
and I wrote this um, letter. And I said, God, if it's your will, let it be done. But if not your will for me to go into that institution, God, thank you. You know? Mm-hmm. And this young man, he, I saw him a few days ago, and he said, you know, the deadline is Thursday. But I wrote the letter the Wednesday. And he didn't say it was going to be an interview. He said I, that is the last, uh, the deadline to bring in the um, the application. Mm-hmm. Thursday, I didn't remember anything. And honestly, I saw persons going down, going down. And in the evening, they're coming back. They're saying that they take their letter down there and they have interviews same times. And they said, where were you? Why you didn't? I said, listen, Brother Patrick, I believe with all my yeah. heart that if it's God's will for me to get there to make a difference, it will happen. And yeah. if it's not so, if God doesn't want me there, he's going to stop it. You understand? Because Amen. I strongly believe that is not everywhere God wanting people. Amen. You know? Yes, Amen. sir. So. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Okay. Yes, sir. I want to get to what happened a few days ago. Um, I was praying with you, and you said there's a neighbor who needs prayer. Could you just tell us? Go ahead. Okay. Um, my neighbor, she asked me to ask my pastor, Pastor Pat, um, Aline, for prayer. I told her that I will ask you. And she said, okay, yes. I, I said, I would ask you because you was the one who um, prayed for Kiwain. And she was so excited. She said, yes. But she was, she was just asking you just to pray for her that she would get her visa. But she came. She was right here when, when, I, when I called you. And then I allow you to talk with her. And then the Holy Spirit showed you something about her. And you started to pray for her. And when she said, when you start to pray, she, she don't know where the hiccup come from, but she start to have it. And then while you're praying, you said to her that, because I wasn't in the room with her, you know, sir, at the time when you were talking with her. I came in and saw her, saw her was having this hiccup. And then she said that you were saying some stuff to her and she began to feel that way. And while we were there and you recognize that there is some demonic force inside of her. And you were there praying. I recognized that she was changing. Changing meaning she was just, I, I cannot even explain the, 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 the way, but she was going on with a strange tone. I mean, and she was there. She, on my floor, she vomited a lot of stuff out on my floor. Anyhow, that's okay. But when you started to pray again, I recognized that she felt on the floor. And honestly, Brother Patrick, I must say this to my to the viewer. I was scared to death because I didn't mm. saw anything like that before. Honestly, because she was like grinding her teeth, she was foaming, she was kicking, she was screaming, she was I mean, she changed her voice. It was like a man voice. She was, the voice was laughing at us. I, 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 I mean, and I said, when I was there and I was so panicked, I said, the scripture come to me. No, no, Sister Campbell, I don't give you the, 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 the spirit of fear. You understand? And I recognize that God is telling me, no, I can't fear. You understand? Because he don't give me a spirit of fear. I need to, to stand up and, and, and cast out help you and pray for her. And while you were praying, you know, I was anointing her at the same time. And I recognized she hang on to her neck, you know, and the thing was just laughing and be, I, 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 honestly, Brother Patrick, I saw the heat, every hair upon her, upon her head. I mean, stiff out, 
see fault, you know, they just, I can't explain, honestly. It's like when puss or something trying to claw something. That's how mm-hmm. I saw her there, and she was on her back kicking and screaming and, and laughing, you know. And we were there, and we prayed, and we anointed her while you were praying. And then God, the Holy Spirit, asked me to pray. And I was praying, and that's when I would have to hold her. I would have to push away the stuff to hold her down. And then when I started to pray, I recognized that she was getting a little bit calm, you know, a little bit calm until you, when, when she take her time. And she was feeling better. And then you asked, I think you asked me to read a scripture there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then she she could able, because one of the time when you asked me to ask her to read, she couldn't help herself one bit. Because whatever there wouldn't give her the chance to do so. So when we there praying and she was getting a little well getting relief she could able to read this the the, the the scripture and then realize that she come back to you know amen, amen. yes so. so as an adventist what were your thoughts a lot of adventists don't believe these things really it was happening in front of your eyes how long are yes, you an adventist yes, that is it that is that is it my you mean what I was thinking at the time when I saw it? Yeah, yeah. I just realized, Brother Patrick, that it was a demonic force. And whatever inside of her is coming out, right? And I reckon the only thing was flashing across my mind. If my grandson would come by there and I don't want whatsoever leaving her to really affect my young my 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 um grandson but otherwise i was like god will not allow that and you know and i believe that the holy spirit is in this house the angel is there you know and and those are the things that really kept me from not just run off honestly the word was there coming coming to me and i said no god don't give me a spirit of fear and god want me to stand up and to rebuke these things you understand so Amen. it's like it appear, he prepared me that next time when i see listen it, it, it prepared me to have a relationship with him make i say it, a relationship with him that you know because you know if you are not in in contact with christ you cannot, you cannot face the demons because I tell you, it will come at you. It will come and we are no match to any demon. So we just have to have a relationship with God. And that's the time when I realize that I need, I need Brother Patrick. I need to have a closer relationship. I need to empty everything. I need to give up everything to have this man Christ Jesus. You know? Man, man. And I tell you tonight, I believe wow. God has Amen. something to mm-hmm. on my life. You know? Praise God. Well, I heard it in your voice, sister, how much you love the Lord and you're ready to go to the next level. Yes. And you see, we go to different countries and... And most people we don't know. We just met them on the phone. We know they're Adventists and we work with them. We have people all over the world because God is preparing his people. And I love how you just have these two experiences and you're on like fire for God and say, no, I want to come higher. Could you imagine people that sees this thing all the time and they're in the same position? Mercy. No, 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 no. Lord, Lord. No, no, no. My son changed me. I, 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 I realize that I need to come up to a God, to a, a, a standard, you know, you know, and, 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 mm-hmm. and I recognize if, 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 if we are, if we want to be healed or to use by God, we need to empty ourselves and avail ourselves for God to use us, right? Because we cannot say, 
oh, I want to use by God, but yet we're every day we sit in the same, we are doing the same things. We are not worshiping Christ. We, 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 we left ourselves so slack doing the same thing. When the Holy Spirit um, said to us, listen, don't do this, don't do that, we do it. And yet we want to, to reach to a point in our, our living or Christian life. No, we need to, we need to empty ourselves. We need to, um, have a relationship with God in order to reach up to a level to God's standard, you know? Amen. So tonight Amen. I can rejoice, but I want you to continue. And I want the viewers to listener to pray for me as well, because we know, you know, we know that the devil is hearing us, you know, and he's trying to tear down our plan. But guess what? We need to pray for discerning spirit. Because sometimes we pray for things and the devil here and he work upon that and come in the farm as saying that, yes, this is what God provides. But we need to have a discerning spirit to know that is not God. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to ask God for a sign. God, I ask you for this, but give us a sign to know that is you or whatever. Give us a sign, you know. And we need to specific with the sign that you want God to, to show. He, he come to for me already, you know. I ask God for a sign and he show it to me. So he can show it to anyone once we're willing to look Amen. to use by God. Amen, sister. I heard the faith in your voice and I am so happy we get the opportunity to work with you. And yes, sir. We know yes, that... Sir. When we come out there and going on some of the big mission, we're going to carry you with us. We have some heavy mission out there, but, <laughs> you know, yes. the Lord is working on you and he's working on many people listening tonight around the globe. He have his people in Florida, in Vancouver. He's working with them. He's preparing an army. So when we yes, come together in one place in the upper room, the whole place yes, is sir. going to shake. Mercy. <laughs> Mercy. Yes, sir. Well, yes, we want to say thanks. We want to say thanks, though, for tuning in. And we're definitely yes, going to talk to you another time. And yes, you sir. are. we're going to be praying with you and everything. You know, so you can remain on the line, though. You can listen to the rest of the program. And, I will, uh, sir. I will. I will. I will. I will. Praise the Lord. So we're God hearing from Sister Lillian. Sorry, Lilith. And she's excited for Jesus. And I hope it rub off on some people listening tonight because she have her own experience. And I was wondering what was happening when I'm rebuking the spirit from the young lady and I could hear Sister Lilith hanging on and holding her down on the ground. And is she alone? Mercy. Mercy. God is good, though. God is good. The God angel was good. there, Brother Patrick. It wasn't God me alone. The angel was there. Amen. He gave the me angel that strength. And yes, he was there with me. Amen. Praise God the Lord. Yes, <laughs> Praise sir. the Lord. Okay, sis, we're going to talk soon. We're going to move on with the program. Yes, Praise sir. the Lord, though. We're happy to have you, and the Lord is going to use Your you. Well- Amen. Praise God. That was Sister Lilith. Okay, praise God. She's listening on the line as we're going to move into the word. I want you to turn with me. I'm going to do a short word. Um, The word is about incest that happened in the Bible. Incest. Uh, Families going with families and rape and rage. The Lord led me to this scripture here. Do you know that 2 Samuel chapter 11 it talks about David and Bathsheba and Uriah. You know the story. How David killed a man for his wife. This David went intimate with Bathsheba, commit adultery with the man's wife, and then turn around and arrange his death. And then you know the story that the Lord sent one of his disciples. It's found in chapter 11, 2 Samuel chapter 11 and 
verses uh, 11 and also chapter 12. And uh, David now, after that happened, the Lord sent his servant, as I said, and he spoke about what is what will happen to David because of the evil that evil is going to follow him and his household is going to be under attack because of the evil that he has done nathan told him that he will never depart death will never depart from his house and sorrow and pain you can search it there but i want to invite you to turn into chapter 13 and i'm going to go through it real fast second samuel chapter 13 and i know a lot of people probably have never read this chapter i'm going to read chapter 13 and i'm going all the way down to i will say 22 or 23 somewhere around there listen and it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister. Do you know who Absalom is? Make sure you write it and make a little note because this is for the history book here. Absalom. So he was intimate with Bathsheba and David had several children. But listen, everything is going to come out. Whose name was? So he said, Absalom then have a sister, a fierce sister. She was beautiful, whose name was Tamar. And Ammon, the son of David, loved her. Okay, so that's one of the sons is legitimate and one is not. So they're all David's children. And this love is a different love. It's not like, I love my sister. She was fair and beautiful. And what we're saying is that a lot of these things are happening in the family lineage. And I want to tell you, I just mentioned what David did to Bathsheba in chapter 11. And that becomes a generational curse. And we can look in our lineage and see where the generational curses and the incest comes from and how it equal to death and murder and devastation and pain and hurt that goes on within God's family. I mentioned that eight out of ten women, especially in the home, has been molested by a family member. There are so many young ladies comes to us that is broken because of incest and curses that is within our own families it's not from somewhere far but when you check it there's always a root to everything and some people involving abuse and it's just a curse they inherit and they have this desire that they cannot control it's evil so here a man of god david started a root and it becomes generational. And here now in verse 1 of chapter 13, it speaks about his son. Absalom and Ammon, Abnanon is his son. But Amnon loves the daughter, David's daughter too, Tamar. And hear what it says now in verse 2. And Amnon was vexed that he fell sick for his sister, Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon, though it hard for him to do anything to her. And that again was the spirit of generational curses, pressing him, that come through the lineage. The devil get hold of God's people. He will work through the lineage to create incest, abuse, murder, hurt, and pain. In verse 2 it says, But Amnon had a friend whose name was John Adad, the son of Shimner, David's brother. 
is a family issue here. That's David's brother. And Jehadad, John Adad, was a very subtle man. He's sneaky, you could say then. He acts and just walks smooth. The devil is cooking up something. Verse 4 says, And he said unto him, Why art thou being the king's son, lean from day to day? Will thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother's Absalom sister. He, he, he didn't say it's my sister. It's Absalom's sister, but they're still sister. The family fuel, fueled. The, the, the family's in mix-up. Problem happening. And the devil is using the same type of situation to break and destroy God's people. This is powerful, brethren. Underline the things, this story carry a lot of weight with the generational curses whether it's witchcraft that comes through the lineage it follows through the generation and the whole plan and aim is to destroy the family okay and it says in verse 5 and john dub said unto him lay three thee down and thy bed, and make thyself sick. Play a trick then, in other words. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat, and dress the meat in my sight, that I may see it and eat it at her hand. It was a plan the enemy have enemy have his agent even in the family even in the family friends plan in verse 6 it says so Amnon lay down and made himself sick and when the king was come to see him Amnon said unto the king I pray thee let Tamar my sister now he said, my sister, but before it was Absalom's sister. You got to study the word and how the enemy is cunning and want to destroy family. That's what is working on in your family and my family to destroy it. That's why we got to get together and team up in prayer. And it says, and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat it at her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to thy brother Amnon's house and dress him meat. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon, Amnon's house, and he was laid down. And she took flour and kneaded it, making some cake and dumpling, and made cakes in his sight and did bake the cakes to work hard cooking for him not knowing it's a plot what if she had prayed before what if you pray before some of the plot the enemy have for god's people what if what if you consult the lord before verse 9 follow me now and she took a pan and poured them out before him but he refused to eat. And Amnon says, Have out all men from me. And they went out every man from him. So she had company. And Amnon said unto Tamar, Bring the meat into the chamber, that I may eat of thine hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon's, her brother. And when she had brought them into him to eat, he took hold of her and said unto her, Come lie with me, my sister. In other words, he raped her. He grabbed her and raped her. He had a plan. Incest in the family. The enemy 
try to create stronghold to destroy God's people. What if she was a prayer warrior? What if Amnon was a Christian and followed his father in the Christian part and not the curses? You see, it was a generational curses upon him. This was his own sister. In verse 12, it says, And she answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly. Don't disgrace me, she said. Don't put shame on me. She was defending herself. Verse 13, it says, And I whither shall I cause my shame to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. How be it, he would not hearken unto her voice, but he stronger than she forced her and lay with her. He raped her, brethren, disgraced her. Incest, in the word. It happened back then. What you think is breaking many families today is the type of abuse and the rape and rage that is destroying God's people. Generational curses that is upon the family. That's why you have to careful who you marry. Be careful who you date. Do you know their background? What if? Verse 15 says, Then Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that he, the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Arise, be gone. Where do you think that hatred come from? That's the devil. That's the plot of the devil. He thought he loved her, and now everything turns into rage. That's how the devil works in secrecy, to destroy God's people, to break people, to break families, to tear people apart. Brokenness, emotional bandages. The devil creates these traumas to get your emotion so that many people can become mental. You know, the mental sickness is on the rise. All over the world, mental sickness. Families, it's because of abuse and incest. God is asking his people, are you waking up? This is definitely generational curse. Verse 16, it says, As she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other that thou didst unto me. But he would not hearken unto her. He disgraced her and evil done it more. That's how the devil wants to kill us. He put you in the hole. You ever really need some money and you go and borrow some money and the interest rate is higher. They put the interest rate for the people that is poor at 20% and the people that is rich have interest rate of 2% or 2.5%. The devil set it up. When it comes in like a flood, when it rains, it pours. I'm telling you. And God is saying, listen, my people, we got to just wake up and realize that something is happening. The family is under attack. The family is under siege. The devil has a root in some families. And we got to find where the root is, where the generational curses is, and root it out. There's so many women that has been molested by families, by friends, by babysitters at the school, and they're carrying this pain. 
and this pain will enter into their relationship. And they can't keep a relationship. They are broken. 24-7 brokenness. Where is God? How is this young lady feeling now? She was told to go after that thing happened. Could you imagine? The devil now was going to her and said, listen, nobody loves you. Why don't you just commit suicide? Why don't you jump? That's how we get some people. The brokenness. But praise God, God have power. The Lord is still able. Verse 17, it says, Then he called his servant that ministered unto him and said, Put now this woman out from me and bolt the door after her. Gross evil. Put her out and lock the door. You see, the guilt was pressing down on him also. When we commit evil, it's not only affect the victims, it affects us too. If somebody raped you, they are held captive also. They are in bondage. They need to be free too. You see, when we look on the Christian walk and see the love of Christ and how the devil wants to kill us, that evil, the, 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 the evil person who, created, who did the rape is under bondage also. All of a sudden, he become an evil man and want her out, put her out and bolt the door. That is gross evil. Can we relate it to today? There's so many women being abused, beaten, and still remain in the home. Only a few women have the strength to say, enough is enough, I'm out. But some stayed in and say, God will take care of me. When God is saying, get up and run. Many children have been abused. Young boys abused. And they are in secrecy now, in silence. Cannot speak. Because it's a curse. It's a generational curse. The man put her out. Verse 18, it says, And she had a garment of diverse colors upon her. For with such robes were the king's daughter that were virgin apparel. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. She was a virgin. She was untouched. And that's how the devil wants to destroy God's people. People who have connection with him. He wants to break us. He wants to take away your dignity. He wants to rob us of our rights. Our rightful birthright. He will infiltrate using evil family members against us. God is asking you tonight, are you going to fight back? What are you going to do? What are you going to do tonight with what you have been through? Verse 19, it says, And Tamar put ashes on her head and rent her garment of diverse colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying morning but praise god the lord sees some of the tears of his people some of the tears of his people god will create an open door in verse 20 it says and absalom her brother said unto her has Haman, thy brother been with thee but hold not thy peace, my sister. He is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother's Absalom's house. Lord of mercy. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very wrought, mad. And Absalom spake unto his brother, Ammon, 
neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Ammon because he had forced his sister Tamar. I'm going to stop right there. Because you see, it becomes even more deadly if you go and finish read it. That the devil will plant a seed and he will escalate it down to the line from murder and rape and rage and lustful thought can turn into rage and rape and murder. And if you continue with the chapter and see what happened with Absalom now, Lord of mercy, the devil is trying to get into God's family to break us. But the Lord is saying, are you going to let him in? Are you going to let him in? You may be on the line tonight, you're broken. You have been down there, that pathway. You have done there, done that. Your heart is bleeding tonight because of the pain you're carrying. I want to encourage you that there's hope. There's hope. There's hope for you, brethren, tonight. The Lord can restore you. The Lord can set you free. If you have been through such trauma, you're going through this thing even now. And the pain is heavy. I'm preaching now. And the tears are rolling right now because this is your life. This is what you have been through. This is what you're carrying even now. You're carrying this thing. The Lord wants to give you hope where he wants to tell you, fear not, I'm with you. I'm going to read something to encourage you, those who are going through this same burden. Look at Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 17, where it says, when the poor and needy seek water, and there is none. And their tongue faileth for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. The Lord is saying, when my people tonight, who have been through this trauma of abuse, sexually molested as a child, by family members and carrying this pain. The Lord is saying, when the poor and needy, he's talking to you personally, when the poor and needy seek water, you seek restoration, you seek life, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst. He take it up personally on, his, on himself, personally, underline it, I, the Lord, will hear them. I will be your restorer. I will be your friend. You're lonely tonight. I will be your friend. You're fearful of not getting married. I will be your friend. You're scared of men. Because of that, you're a lesbian, homosexual, right now because of the rape and the rage, the molestation you have been through. The Lord is saying... I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, the one who opened the Red Sea, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valley. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. God is saying, I will open things in your life that is not possible. You ever see in a wilderness, a river, a desert, a place that is desolate, dry with wind? I will open it. I will plant in the wilderness cedar. You know the beautiful thing, cedar tree? The shittar tree, the myrtle, and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the fir tree and the pine and the box tree together. 
I will do these things. I will sustain you. I will replenish everything that was stolen from you. Your dignity, your power, your right, your virginity. I will restore it unto you. And here about the last verse I will read says, verse 19. No, verse 20. That they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel created it. When I bless you in other words, the Lord says, the people that hurt you will look and say only God. The people that send witchcraft at you to keep you down not from having a job, to burden you down and keep you in the valley, in the miry clay. The Lord is saying, when I multiply, when I enlarge your territory, people will see and know that God has done it. I'm the one done it. It's not you. Give him the praise tonight for what he's going to do. Give him the praises tonight because the one of Israel is going to restore his people tonight. I pray tonight for restoration for somebody. Somebody who listens to this message right now and they are broken, completely broken. They are going through so much. It seems like you're carrying three bags of cement, 200 pounds on your head. Your head is pounding right now, migraines, and you're asking, where is God? Holy Spirit, fall on your people tonight. Bless somebody, Holy Spirit, tonight. Bring restoration in some home where there's no peace, where there's argument and rage and war in the home. Please, Holy Spirit, bring peace in the home tonight. I know you can, Lord. I know you have the potential to do it. You are God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We rejoice in you, Lord. And I know your people receive this word. I know many will never be the same after this night. We thank you, O oh God, for your fellowship. We thank you for the blessings that is upon your people. We exalt you and praise you now. In Jesus' name, as we will now have the prayer request. In Jesus' name.